everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we are here again, and today we are covering the classic, the iconic, the legendary, the legs and dairy, Elvira, Mistress of the Dog. Because we're carrying on with our theme of we love the 80s, and who's more 80s than Elvira? Who's more perfect than Elvira? No one. No there it is. There it went. There it'll always be. Cassandra Peterson is a queen. Um, has been, will be, is, all of the aboves. Right. Like, it's just perfect. My first note is Elvira is drag. Yes. <laughs> and I live all her shady comments, all her, like, innuendo that she doesn't you don't know if elvira the character knows it's innuendo or not but it's like it's just how she, it's just who she is it's like it's such an innate part of her person that it's just like <laughs> it is just perfect i'm happy you said she was a drag because like she is she is and, like when i think back to like our childhoods like we were into elvira and dolly and share because they were high key drag queens that happen mm-hmm. to also be women <laughs> Right. Uh, Bio queen. Didn't know what they're called. Listen, which I, it's weird because like they get left out of the conversation when we have like women who are women impersonators, but like we've done it before. Cause again, that's the Holy Trinity. Um, (laughs) And so this movie's hitting different because like we're in this time of all this anti-drag legislation. And so that's all I have to think about when they were like putting her to the stake and they were coming at her for being different. And I was like, Oh shit, this movie's hitting differently. It's not just fun anymore. I, you know, I like it's hitting differently, but it's also always the same. Like, I, I love that our notes are like almost tit for tat. Because <laughs> my note, I have a note that's like, how little has changed with the quote unquote Christian right. This is like, they have, it's the same MO they've had since before I was born. This movie was released in 88, right? Yeah, that is before I was born. And like, we're still having the same conversations. We're still having this same bullshit about how a conservative religious folks want to control us do by, by making a boogeyman when there isn't a boogeyman or a boogie person, I should say, but like, they're just, it's bullshit. And and, and it's like, do you not see that this is like the tale as old as time? Like, Fuck Beauty and the Beast. This is a tell us all this time. Listen. <laughs> Listen. No, and it's just, again, it's just this it's this place of we don't want anybody different. We have to be miserable together in the same ways because that's what unity is when we're conservatives. And it, it just blows my mind because, again, I was watching this movie and, like, I we never think to be, like, critical analysis before we hit play on these bitches. We're just like, let's watch the movie see what happens. And so I came here for a good time. And I was like, oh, this is this is real relevant. This is making me think. And it's so accurate that like the, her only real confidants besides her love interest, which we can get into him in a little bit, but are the young people. 
that's the only people that will side with her are the young people. And it's like, what, look at, look outside, look in, look on TikTok, look on Twitter. There's a lot of trying to fucking ban TikTok now. Listen, but like, look at it. <laughs> TikTok has changed the game. Like I got on it late because I'm an elder millennial, but same, like same. you can find so much information there that you can't find anywhere else. Cause all these people have gone down these rabbit holes for you. So they can give you the sources. So you can like go and like double check their work. Um, yes, but we are yes. sharing skills there. We are sharing laughs there. We are getting away from the, this is blue, this is red, this is miserable. I'm a boomer, you need to listen to me. We're not doing that anymore. I'm I'm like, oh, other freelancers on TikTok, how are you doing this? How can I do it like you? Um, other podcasters, what are you doing? Ooh, let's link up. It's, And I think they're threatened by that because again, every time a generation rises, <laughs> In theory, we're getting less shitty. And so they're like, but no, we want to keep it shitty. We want to keep everybody down. We don't want anybody to be individuals. We want everybody to be afraid of sex. And we want women to like be ashamed of breathing. And <laughs> we, we want people to not be openly queer. We want them to be closeted um, so they can be miserable in their loveless marriages the way it's always been. Right. And so I just, I hate it here. I, and it's like, yeah, and it's, and it's, it, what, what baffles me is we do have people today that are just like, I'm so shocked that it's this bad now. And I'm like, where where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? This is not like a new story. Like in the 80s, it was the drugs. In the 90s, it was, you know, just plain old gay people. <laughs> now it's trans people and drag queens. Like it's always somebody. And it's just like, yeah. I remember 2016, before the election, our white, liberal, cis, straight male friends were like, there's nothing to be worried about. This isn't going to happen. This is America. And the rest of us were like, that's why we're worried. This is America. And of course, when it happened, it was like, I can't believe a racist who's assaulted people is in office. It's like, I, I can't believe this is the first time you've ever noticed that there was a racist who assaulted people in office. Because like, again, <laughs> how many presidents? How? How many senators? How many governors? How many mayors? What? I mean, we're in the thousands at this point. If you, if you include all that, <laughs> it's like a unicorn to find somebody who shouldn't be in jail in office most nights. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's just the tactics don't change. No, the no. tactic and, and and the shit and the best part about it is there is always that shitty straight white dude in the background that's puppeteering all this, like in this film where he's doing. The same stuff Elvira's doing. It just he's evil about it. He's dark sided. Mm -hmm. But and like he's, a man. he's the one they're listening to because he's white, straight, cis, and man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it it just it blows me. It blows me. And we're doing not this, the good way. Circle. No. I wish it was the good way. Um <laughs> but we're stuck in this circle because America won't learn. Like literally, she just refuses. She's like 51st date every day. She's like, I don't remember doing that. Very Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> just like, girl, girl. Oh, Gwyneth. Gwyneth, Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Anyway. She's got me uh, She's on her ski trial right now. Um, she's literally gooped. Gooped. Um, gooped I, I, you know, I do support the pettiness of countersuing for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I do support that shit. <laughs> I... I remember when I was a child and Gwyneth Paltrow was starting out, 
and she was like, I'm a Napa baby, but I want to try. And at some point, she just stopped trying. Um, she married Chris Martin. They named their children Moses and Apple. So there is an Apple Martin and a Moses Martin running around in these homes. Um, and then I remember Chris Martin being like, this bitch is too much. We got to separate. And I was like, what do, what do you mean too much? And she was like, goop. I'm here with goop. And I was like, we are watching the decline of somebody who's had too much access to too much, too many and everything. Um, I need her to say less and I need her to get help and a good friend. Like I yes. watched goop cause I'm here for the, we were in a pandemic and I'm here for the mess. Look. <laughs> and stay off the ski slopes. All right. Listen, stay, off, stay off the ski slopes. She really was like, she had this expensive stone in your vagina. And people were like, okay. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. See what happens. <laughs> I was like, girls. <laughs> oh, white women. <laughs> Listen, that's the real genre of horror movies. <laughs> right. But yeah, like, I always support a petty queen. And that's what Gwen's doing, what it's doing right now. And speaking of petty, Elvira is also super fucking petty. And I love it. When she's like, oh, uh, revenge is a good dish or whatever. <laughs> I love that she's like, I found this magical book and I'm going to fuck these people up. Oh, that's, that's my energy. And it backfired because instead of like fucking them up, they started fucking. Um, because she put a hamburger helper in it. And I was like, mm, I know which brand and flavor that is. Oh. That lasagna yeah. one does hit. Right. Uh, can we? Uh, no. Okay. The real horror of this movie. Are you ready? When that waitress had the audacity, the nerve, the gall to say they don't serve liquor after eight. I would die. It was a jump scare. I'd I'd have to move. I'd be like, Elvira girl, we going. We out. Let's go. Get in the car. (laughs) You can sell a house on the internet now. Let's go. What do you do after eight with no alcohol? And that right with all those assholes around, I gotta drink after eight. I need to drink just thinking about not having a drink. What? I'd have to be like, okay, it's seven fifty-five. I gotta have twelve drinks. Make them. Make them now. I need a round for myself. Um. <laughs> exactly. But she said that I was like, <laughs> what the footloose? <laughs> what in the white people? is going on. Listen, we are so afraid of fun. No one can have any after 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I guess you can have beer and wine, but not liquor. Listen, cool. I that's that's Warrensburg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Warrensburg. <laughs> uh, I, I just, we just need to go back for a second because like, we What's all it? wanted to be all viral when we were growing up. Like, she gave us an appreciation for B-movies. Um, yes. She's an icon. Every time I rewatch her content, I'm inspired um, to step up my own titties and get closer to her level. Because literally, the bitch was out there um, doing the things and was like, what if I do my own thing? And disrupted the fucking system. And so instead of just like white dudes talking about horror movies, we had her, our camp queen, giving us the goods. Right. And I'm mad it took me this. I've never seen this movie before now. I'm mad. Oh, I, I knew who I knew who Elvira was because I'd seen her in the hosting gig and the, and the clips and the this and the that. But I I just never seen this film. 
And I'm mad about it. I'm sure I caught it on Cinemax a few times as a child. And I saw it last year because she did a, her Shutter anniversary thing. Mm-hmm. And so right. they like put some of her movies up. And so I got to watch it um, live while she was like hosting. And that was a good time. Yeah, I think this was in that lineup, I believe this was the last one. And I just didn't make it that long. I did see her the hosting of the of uh, House on Haunted Hill, which I think was the first one. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I'm going to call my mom after this and be like, why the fuck did you not show me Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Listen. I mean, I know it came out before I was born, but you could have at least gone when you were pregnant. <laughs> Elvira? <laughs> <laughs> You had something to say. Listen. <laughs> um, Elvira and like the Up All Night host, because again, I was a 90s kid and my mom would record anything whenever there was cable. And so I was watching VHSs and I, I did not understand that these things were of a different generation. <laughs> and so that's why I'm all fucked up. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember you as like Up All Night and Elvira. And people are like, how old are you? And I'm like, what? And then you like <laughs> see how old these things are and you're like, no wonder people are confused. I... <laughs> I was watching VHSs um, of these things and not understanding time because what is time when you're homeschooled anyways? And so I was like, eh, ha, 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 this is current. It was not. Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was so good. Like I would have, I mean, I love it today. I love this movie so much, but I would have been obsessed as a child. This is everything I would have loved. I love fierce female energy. I love the quips. I love the... Even if I don't know that all the innuendo, I don't. I might not have gotten all of it, but I would have noticed that there was some. I might have. You never know. There's so much. I I was about six inches away from selling this house earlier. (laughs) 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 And like, but, and and this totally was giving me like a darker, uh, like old school. Disney live action film like uh, Escape to Witch Mountain and uh, The Watcher in the Woods and, except funny. Yes. And I, I just I would have loved it. No and that's why she's hands down the favorite horror host of our horror hosts we love because like no one no one's topping Elvira like when we had Stan on even Stan was like she's my favorite. Um, right. And Stan, and and Stan is a fierce be- number two. You Listen, know if they ever do a joint venture I am there. I would Sign open my up. wallet and max out my last living credit card. I <laughs> I think staying the mechanic is the closest we're going to get to Elvira right now. But again, like, I think that there's definitely something to be said for, like, going back and being inspired by her. Because, like, I do want to step up my titties. I'm like, I should be hosting something. I'm going to find out who's going to let me host something somewhere. Even if it's just a theater that has the five people in the audience. Because <laughs> I, I forgot somewhere along the way that, like, Elvira's what I wanted to be. I wanted to host horror. I wanted to talk about it. And, like, that's why we have so many podcasts. But, like, I could be doing it on a bigger level, a different level. I'm a new bitch now. Thank you, Elvira. Right. Okay, I was checking. And I love the fact that Cassandra Peterson uh, is credited as a writer of this film. Yeah. Because we live for a woman that creates her own content. She created her character. Like, if people haven't Googled her, it's a very cool story. Because she was just like... I want to do this and made a character and then went in and did it. And they were like, okay, yeah, that works. Oh. <laughs> Titties. Uh, <laughs> so I also wanted to point out this one part, because this movie was all super eighties, right? 
But the part when she has the the daydream of the inheritance, it's the game show, was like peak late 80s, early 90s. Like I flashed back to watching Will uh, Price is Right with my grandma. Like, yes, I loved it. I I just loved everything because again, this is that kind of humor we don't get anymore. And like, it's it's never punching down. There's a couple of fatso jokes, but like, aside from that, I, at least this watch, I did not, nothing stuck out at me. Um, Cause I was like, oh, what if there's something I gotta call out? But she's not out here being like, fuck you gay people and black people. Fuck you women. Oh, fuck you, right. these people over I, here. Which is a lot of the horror comedies of the eighties, which is why I thought I hated horror comedies. Yeah. And I mean, I will say, would I have loved to see more POC, more openly queer folks in this cast and the characters? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I hope that if she were to make a film in 2023, she would include them. I'm sure she would, because Elvira loves to gaze. So <laughs> you know some drag queens going to be in there. Oh, can you imagine Shea Coulee in her? Um, but I... I did notice that before she leaves the city, we see a couple of black people sprinkled through in those minor roles we always get. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to this like very small white town in Massachusetts, I'm like, okay, yeah, we wouldn't be there because we would not be allowed to stay after sundown. And that so that does track. That does track. Yeah, and so it's it's murky because like it we need more we need more black and brown people, but also like in this actual town, it wouldn't be that. Maybe her manager could have been a person of color to give somebody with roles. Cause like the other person I saw was a like, high five Elvira for getting back to that fool. And then I never saw another <laughs> black person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that I will say, you know, of course. But I feel like that I feel like we don't bring that up for every 80s film because we would literally be bringing that up for every film. Listen. <laughs> but unless it's like the rare, rare, rare exception. <laughs> I, I'm Googling something because while we were talking, I think I remember hearing a story about how Vincent Price taught her how to make a chicken in a dishwasher or something like that. I, because it just, I, I forgot about the story when we were talking and I'm like, I want to make sure I have this right. Um, <laughs> I think that was, I think that was her, that Vincent Price, like, here's how you make a chicken in a dishwasher. <laughs> Why do we have the wrong bitch? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Taught her how to make fish in the dishwasher. That's even more dangerous. I feel like <laughs> seafood is. Well, right. Yeah, let's not do seafood in the dishwasher. Right. Um. But also, she is that badass bitch who's like, of course, I learned how to make fish in a fucking dishwasher. If it's a price teaches me, I just. Right. <laughs> I will say for Thanksgiving one year. My aunt did, it was already cooked, so it was pre-cooked turkey, but she warmed it up in the dishwasher. No. It was good. I'm not going to lie. I ate it. Dishwashers are dirty. Like. Well, it was clean, and she didn't have run it with anything in it. And it was not, it was packaged. It wasn't like out of the package. It was sealed. I have so Just many concerns. I don't know. It was good. I ate it. I didn't die. I'm still here. I've not been <laughs> as worried about you since you were licking rocks. I just. <laughs> Not even in the back of uh, what were those cars were. If you forget station wagon one more time, <laughs> <laughs> that tells you, folks. I don't know shit. When I say I don't know shit about cars, I don't know shit about cars. I don't know them. I was like, Trent, it's a station wagon. You're like, no, nah, it's something else. And you go for like 20 minutes, and I was like, a station wagon. So you like a station wagon. on that post. It was like I was screaming at the thing for 30 minutes that it was a station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least we're inspiring folks, Sheree. Right. <laughs> like, people are like, they really don't know stuff. Um, <laughs> They're licking rocks and in the back of the station. Like, I just can't. Um, but yeah, I, I remember the Vincent Price story because it came out when she was pushing her book that came out last year, year before, Yours Cruelly mm-hmm. Elvira, which I own a signed copy of. I got to sit in on like a little like virtual um, conversation with her, but like I've not read it yet because I was not reading last year because I couldn't. But now I'm ready. We forgot how. Listen, I've remembered this year because I had to learn how to read Brother Gooch's book, and so I'm back. <laughs> you had to get on some hooked on phonics, and then had to get on some Brother Gooch's book. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready for this book. I'm gonna learn how to read. I can do this. <laughs> the Rocky theme songs are playing. That's the final. Me turning pages. So I have a question. I was alive for approximately like seven months of the 80s. But how big were the fucking disposals in the 80s? We have now seen a blob, the blob come out this disposal. Now we're getting put in this monster, this, uh, <laughs> this pot monster. <laughs> Listen. Into the disposal, and it just goes down super easy. I'm like, is this an industrial sized disposal in this house? Garbage disposals aren't made that way anymore because this little bitty one in my apartment's not doing shit, um, nope. but making noise. <laughs> yep, yep, and getting stopped up when I try to run the dishwasher. <laughs> Listen, she's just been gurgling, and I'm just like, are you in the Evil Dead? Don't, don't. <laughs> yes, I. Yeah, but like, I, I was watching that scene. I was like, that thing is huge. That's what and she they said. just kind of knock it down in there, <laughs> and kind of knock it down in the hole, and it kind of goes in. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe the disposals in the eighties like stretched. Maybe they had like elastic. <laughs> they were not stretched out the garbage disposals. Take that back. Um... <laughs> they had elastic openings. <laughs> There'd be a lot more people in the hospital because. <laughs> or would there be less because you could get it out easier because it's stretched. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm on to something here. I need to call. Uh... No. Black and Decker. Who makes disposals? I don't know. I don't know who makes garbage disposals. Why they never listen to this? Because um, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck are these people talking about?" What? They're gonna be. They're gonna say he's on to something. Y'all, you can DM me. My DMs are open to any disposal makers. We can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, trans garbage disposals are for other purposes, apparently. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I was worried about their, their appliances. I mean, if they were doing all the things you said they were doing, I'd be worried too. <laughs> That's what I got. Oh, can we? Another fan-fucking-tastic camp realness iconic. When they showed that damn baby with that full face full, that full face of drag performance makeup I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. You got to teach him early. You got to teach him early. <laughs> she even had the cat, the, the eye thing she does. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you could tell the baby wasn't like super cooperative because it's a little smudgy. Like it wasn't perfectly like she does now. It's like the lines are so smooth. No, it was like. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense though. Cause you gotta learn how to do your eyeliner. That's not just a skill you're born with. So it was. It was not born with it. It was Maybelline, and the baby got to learn. But look what as the baby. As Cher said, as Cher said in burlesque, it's like you're painting your face. <laughs> I think that's the line. Um, all I remember is the. <laughs> this is how you burlesque. Get it up. Get it up. <laughs> this is not a test. All I remember is wagon wheel walk to see. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking burlesque was the height of <laughs> cinema because Cher did it. <laughs> Listen, burlesque is the height of cinema because it's Cher and Christina. And there's also that nude scene with what's his name, who is very attractive. I might need to rewatch this. It's been a while because I remember Netflix, Cher. girl. Um, that's what I'm doing tonight. Thank you. I'm just going <laughs> to. Cam Gadget. That's his name. Cam mm-hmm. Gadget gets naked in this movie. I'm Mr. Gadget. Um, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Dun, 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 dun. The 80s. The 80s were a time. We, right. We are 80s babies. Listen. Um, 90s children, 80s babies. 80s at heart. <laughs> Trademark. This is the real 80s for Brady. <laughs> oh, God. My mom watched that movie. I don't even know. It does have Sally Field, who I love, but I'm okay. I love all the older actors in it. I don't know who Brady is, and they were wearing sports stuff, so I just set it out. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Jane Fonda, I love her. Mm-hmm. Sally Field, love her. Mm-hmm. Did you see, sorry to go off topic for a little bit, but did you see Sally Field's acceptance speech at some award thing? She was given like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And she was, and she was talking about, and I, it, she talked openly about her privilege. And she was, cause she talked about how that, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase and butcher it, but y'all can go Google it. Cause it's fantastic. But she talks about that, you know, she did struggle coming up as a, as a young woman in the, when she was coming up in Hollywood and she was like, but I can look around this room right now and see a number of faces who I know struggled more than I did. And I was just like, that's so refreshing to have a woman of her age mm-hmm. just get it. <laughs> I, you know? I listened to her audiobook because she has like a memoir. I listened to it like during the top of the pandemic. And oh, it gave me so much insight into her because like she's a legend, but like we don't hear a lot about her. We know her kid is queer and she's always trying to set them up on dates on Twitter. Um- <laughs> <laughs> I love Sally Field. I would. <gasps> I need to date her child. Do it. And then I could, I've always said I wanted Sally Field to adopt me. And then she could be my mom. You should sponsor our podcast. Long time. <gasps> we got it. Where's my phone? Listen, <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, uh, but yeah, I love her. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, <laughs> I, I, just to go back to this movie for a minute. I, <laughs> you know, the reason we're here talking. <laughs> We've gathered today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to Fear Street without at least fifteen rabbit holes, okay? Listen, you don't. You come for the movie, but you stay for everything but the movie, which is the rest of the fifteen minutes. Looking rocks, station wagons. Listen, uh, medical field. Dishwasher turkeys. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I love how over the top this movie is. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. so eighties with the caricatures and the humor. Um, it's what 
a lot of the RuPaul challenges want to do, but never quite pull off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's because I think that, you know, there's always, there's always like one or two that are really great at it. And there's like one or two that are not great at it. And then there's the rest that are just like, okay, you're here. You know? I, and I, so. I think that, and just like, it's it's hard to write this kind of movie because like it had That's its true. moment. It's had its moment, and some people were doing it back in the day. But like it's just it's it's a hard style to conquer if that's not just your natural wheelhouse. If you don't mm-hmm. default into that kind of a world, and I think that's part of the problem. I don't know where these writers are. Um, aside from Elvira, who was a guest on RuPaul's Drag Race a couple times. True. There's uh, the other writers are Sam Egan and John Paragon. They're not Elvira's. I don't know them. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> but this was a very specific kind of movie. And I think that's where mm-hmm. the things falter. Um, because like, and also it's hard to condense this kind of a world into like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But also I didn't need, like, I didn't go into this movie expecting like, impeccable world building and like I I went into it expecting a better version and a more adult version of like Halloween Town if you remember that Disney movie you know like yeah. that's what I expected and that's a 100% what I got like I, it like sure are there plot holes absolutely are there is there like award-winning acting hell no no but is it a fuck ton of fun and Lots of laughs and some great tit jokes. Like the boob jokes are amazing. This is this is how you do boob jokes that are okay because a lot of men have tried and failed. Absolutely. When she when she busts out the gate with (laughs) 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 Oh, perfection. No, like I Again, as a kid, I wanted to be Elvira, and I ended up getting the boobs, but nothing else. And I, I want a do-over. <laughs> I want the, everything else, and not the boobs now, because my back hurts. Look, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whew. Speaking yeah. of things Elvira has in this movie, um, this haunted house, aside from being haunted, is pretty nice. I and you know what? I know that it, it's gaudy, and I probably wouldn't like it in real life. But I actually liked it when it was like three billion different colors. Listen, it's so her. Because she she is the nanny. She is, um, oh, Marissa Torme from My Cousin Vinny. She is mm-hmm. leopard print and punk. And so, of course, her house is going to stand out. Of course, she's not shrinking herself. And I, again, it's another message that, like, only Mother of Ira could teach us is to, like, never compromise yourself. Be you. Be it loud. Be it very bright. What? <laughs> Yes, agreed 100%. I would live there. I might, you know, get some new uh, window shades because some of them are a little ripped up, mm-hmm. you know. I might get some new furniture. I'm not really into the the aesthetic. I'm here but for the witch house. Way. I'm always here for the witch house, charmed. Um. Oh, I would, yes, I would, I would. Decorate it just like the Charmed House. I would have the power of three will set me free. Uh, yes, like every day. Listen, the power of three compelled me to have squatters' rights. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Look. Right. Exactly. I also love that line at the end when she's like, the insurance told me that my, my policy doesn't cover demon attacks. 
It's very specific. Very, yes. Very, very relatable. I'm sorry. Your policy does not include rain damage. What the fuck does it include? What's that? Fuck. Demon damage. Demon damage. Dancing demons. Um, I, I also just need to shout out that this cast has so many familiar faces. Because like Jeff Conway from um, Grease, the movie, the, the one with John DeVoto, Olivia Newton-John. He's one of the like bad guys. And he's there with Frank Collison, who I know at, from my childhood, because my mom used to watch Dr. Quinn after soap operas. And so I'm like, he's Horace, because that's how I know him. And I was like, oh, he has a real name. And he did things outside of that, yes. We <laughs> also have Kurt Fuller playing like the dirty <laughs> real estate agent she throws out of the house. Like, right. she throws out so many dudes, and I'm here for that energy. Right. Oh, and John Paragon, the co-writer, or the one of the co-writers, was in the show, in the movie as well. He was the gas station attendant that blew up. <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but like her, her love interest, I I couldn't get a read on him. He was a very weird character. Yeah. Yeah, there was just not a lot of, like, chemistry there. It really felt like I kept expecting him to be gay. Same, because he did not want to kiss her. He did not want to make out with her. He did not want to be left alone with her. Um, he just wanted to be her friend and have was, dinner parties. It was very weird. And not for, like, the what's going on, but it was just like, who is he? What is he, what is he doing in this world? Because he has his theater, which he's not concerned about it making money until she comes up with an idea. Uh, and he's just kind of like there until she like activates him to be like, go get the book. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is his purpose? Hello. Other than like him trying to ring, well, you want him to ring your bells. Because I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to do either. He just wants to be your BFF, which is, I mean, I do too. So, I mean, I see myself in him in that for in that instance, but like, I'm also not the kid, the, uh, <laughs> the love interest. I'm not cast as the love interest. Listen, um, it was a choice. Cause again, like she was like, he's hot. And I was like, okay, that's your type. Go for it. Um, and then he was like, but I can't be into you. It's like And maybe it's just because she was gonna go on and do her show. So like we don't really need her to like fall for anybody who's gonna fall for her. Um right. but still, like I was just like, she got she's she's Elvira. Like, I don't understand. Well, maybe they were trying to make him make him gay before they could really like just come out and say he's gay. Maybe that I don't know. There was a lot of that media from the eighties, nineties, and early aughts. So yeah. Yes. Um, another actress I, or actor I want to highlight because I thought their performance was so funny. Uh, Eddie McClurg. Oh yeah. Who played Chastity Pariah. I love you. <laughs> uh, I oh Edie. Yeah, sorry. Um, she just everything about that character was so funny. I remember her being everywhere in the eighties and nineties, and wow, she's seventy one now. She's in Kansas City, Missouri. She's in Kansas City, Missouri. And she never said hi to us. I'm just kidding. Right, I was there for so much of my life, and she never said hi to me. I'm insulted. Um, <laughs> I I was like, where is she? Because like I remember her in Ferris Bueller. I remember her in like planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, she was. I I remember her being in so many things that were just happening that were '80s comedies, 
And so I love that she was here and I love that she's playing um, kind of the Catherine O'Hara character from Beetlejuice. Um. <laughs> yes. And she was just so unhinged. It was so like. <laughs> she was the church that. lady. Yes. And she, I had so much more fun with her character than the owner of the, the hotel. Like she was also a fine performance. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to throw shade, but like. Edie McClurg's character, like, I love the scene when they're having, like, the city council meeting. And she's like, wait, y'all, wait, we can't be name-calling. And she gets in, then she keeps talking, and she's like, that slut! (laughs) I I love Edie, and I love Chastity Pariah. That's a drag name if I've ever heard one. But, like, to give Patty her due, um, Patty was the original villain, because, like, her and Elvira came to blows. And we found out that Patty's boobs are not real, which she oh, was so that is true. When she was hiding behind the curtain, you saw the tips of her shoes and her nips through the. <laughs> this is just <laughs> such a stupid movie. <laughs> I live. I live. <laughs> it's the kind of movie the '90s kids will like pick up at a blockbuster and go home and put it in the VHS and giggle. Um, yes. And I think that's part of the reason well, why it works. Not- Listen, I couldn't afford pot when I was eight, but like, you know, <laughs> your life. Fair. Fair. Arkansas was different. <laughs> they got it from their their brothers and sisters. Y'all thought they're freaking bad. I was trying to get through second grade. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like I'm looking at this cast, um, and because like the actual cast page, it's just wild. It's a big cast. It didn't feel For that kind of, Well, I'm thinking of like all the kind of bit, the kind of like momentary characters that pop in and pop out. Like it wouldn't like a cast like this would not be in this kind of, the, a cast this size would not be in this side, this movie today. Cause like you had like the hitchhiker, Joey Arias, who was a big writer, wrote to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmore. He just played the hitchhiker. <laughs> we, we still get big, cast comedies um they just aren't usually things on our radar because we don't want them because now they're on this big kick where it's like only rich people in these giant ass worlds knives out um and glass onion um i just thought you know i would spit more of like a lower budget because it didn't have like a huge i don't think it did it it did i don't know it's giving me snl but funny because those snl movies were not aging well when they were being made and it's because they come from skits and those skits are just like we only need five seconds of this so the cone hits i i'm never gonna rewatch that i saw it as a child i'm sure i giggled um wayne's world i'm not gonna watch those movies again um and i i i have no beef with mike myers as far as i'm concerned (laughs) i just those that were, we know of right now. Right? Like, it's just, the SNL movies were always like, if you saw this skit and you liked it, we're gonna, like, fan abuse, <laughs> so you'll give us money, and then be like, that was too fucking long. Whereas Elvira right. had a character who was hosting forever and ever and always, and we always wanted more of, and so when we finally got more, it worked. Um, and again, she because Cassandra Peterson's driving it, it's not, it's not the things that SNL was throwing on people back then in those days. I've not seen like an yeah. SNL skit go to movie in a minute. I think was MacGruber the last. I don't think I even watched that. Oh, I, I know no. I didn't, but like, <laughs> <laughs> and I know like Ted Lasso is based on like a Jason Sudeikis character they did for like some ad, but like, yeah, yeah. 
And I, I will say, too, I think that one of the reasons why this film is so successful is not only the, the humor is there, but the story is there, too. Like, there's a really deep, kind of not deep, there is a complex story. Because, I mean, I say there's a story with multiple goals happening, which I feel like with some of those SNL films, it was very, like, one character wants one thing kind of situation. And in this, like you have Elvira who wants to sell the house to make money to go back to Las Vegas. You've got the uncle who wants the power from the spell book. You've got the the city council who wants to drive Elvira out of town. You've got Patty who wants, who only dislikes Elvira because she's seemingly closer to what's his name. And you have what's his name? Who who knows what he's wanting? But it ain't pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to be anyway. I should say it doesn't seem to be that way. Uh, I'm just gonna go with he's gay. I don't know. Um, I think I think his character has to be because that's the only that makes sense. And even then, it's like shaky. Well, he's the only one that's not like mesmerized by her tits, like. <laughs> Every other, even the priest, is like grabbing her boobs. Like every other man in this movie is obsessed with her chest. She's had to fight so many dudes by the time she meets Bob, <laughs> and has so many more to go. Like this could have been a video game of her just like fighting dudes. <laughs> yes, I want a viral video game. Bring back a Super Nintendo, <laughs> and bring back my squirrels. <laughs> yes, I need it. I need it. Need it. Need it. I also want to learn the choreography from her ending song. <laughs> the tassels. The tass that skill. I <laughs> I need it. I need that choreography. Listen, I just I I just love how Cynthia Peterson has always been like 120%. Like she's oh, like yes. When she brought Elvira out of retirement last year for like the special event she did for like um Netflix and Shutter, like we were all screaming because it'd been so long and she dropped her book and also like she she came out, like which is weird to say because she'd been living as a queer woman just like not on Main for so many years. Right. Right. And she was like, I guess I put it in my book and I thought it was just time people knew that about me. It's like anything else. Also, I have a new blender. And I was like, I love this energy for you. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. 100%. I love it. Are you feeling spicy? I'm spicy. I'm always feeling spicy. And I think, yep, our hot takes are almost identical. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I've already said this, but I'm just going to say mine again. Mine, Elvira is camp, queen, legend, icon. We are not worthy. Like... She is, I want to be Elvira when I grow up, period. Yes, which is also my hot take, basically. Um, <laughs> my hot take is Cassandra Peterson's mother. May we all follow her lead and disrupt the status quo while celebrating horror. I'm going to step my titties up. This is, I've taken this note from her almost my whole life. I'm going to step my titties up. I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to take up more space. I'm going to host something for the end of the year. I don't know whose theater or whose living room. Um, and I'm welcome. Thank you, Cassandra Peterson. Thank you, Elvira. Perfection. I love it. 
If I am able, I will be in the front row. It might be your and living room. What? <laughs> it might be. Come on down, girl. I am so happy for your tits. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a long road. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on, I mean, many things. So you know, many, many things, but mostly Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. That's our thoughts. And next week, we're going to be covering Pumpkinhead. I fucking love Pumpkinhead. I have a t-shirt. It's one of my oldest horror memories. It, it's probably not the first horror movie I saw, but it's one of the first. I wanted to be the witch. I, yeah, finally, finally, finally. But I've never <laughs> seen Pumpkinhead. Apparently, there's four movies. I know about the first two. And so, like, we will have to find the rest of the movies and hope that they are semi-decent because Pumpkinhead is life. Like, <laughs> I nobody in my family knew about Pumpkinhead until I met Jess and Girl That's Scary. She's like, oh, yeah, Pumpkinhead. And I was like, we got to be friends. I, <laughs> and then we've had other people in, like, our little circle who were like, oh, yeah, Pumpkinhead. But, like, it's, I'm, <sighs> Lance Hendrickson I'm, and his I'm finest. excited. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. I'm excited. You in for a ride. Um, <laughs> that's it can't be... be more of a ride than Swarm, though. Ooh, that show was a ride. Listen. It was a moment. That might need to be trip. some mini-sodes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Pumpkinhead is going to continue our time in the 80s because we yeah. love the 80s. We love the 80s. Boop, boop. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, all right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.